Hey guys, and welcome back to the You Know The Drill podcast, the podcast hosted by me, Ferris, and my mate Robbie, two fourth-year dental students producing content for all your dental needs. Whether you're a dental student or applicant, if you want to learn more about the reality of dentistry, this is a podcast for you. If you want to keep up to date with all our episodes, follow our podcast on your platform of choice, and check out our YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok at You Know The Drill podcast. Thank you. So, um, in this mini episode today, we're going to be talking about dealing with failure in dentistry. Um, we'll be covering how failure can affect someone's well-being, how to deal with failure in a healthy and sustainable way. And finally, um, we'll be discussing some of our own experiences of failure. So we hope you find this episode useful. Um, so yeah, diving straight into it, Farris. Mm. Um, what are some possible failures dental students or professionals may experience? Yeah, so funnily enough, I think a lot of just kind of preface this i think failure is one of those things that everyone gets very scared about um i think especially as dental students we kind of have this you know preconceived notion of you just got to do it right the first time don't make mistakes because you've kind of gone through that mentality with gcse's a levels ucat interviews you know everything's kind of geared towards don't make mistakes you have to do everything right to be competitive um so when you get that first case of failure at dental school which disclaimer you will get you know doesn't matter if you're einstein or yeah I don't know what the opposite is, but you know, someone else, um, but, um, yeah, you, you get, you get that taste of failure, but yeah, back to what Robbie was saying, some possible failures that I think are quite relatively common within dentistry, especially as a student are things like academic failure. Um, there's a massive range of different examinations you get in dental school. It's not just a question and answer. You have your MCQs, which is multiple choice questions. That's, you know, I think my favorite type of examination, I'm probably sure probably the same. You yep. have essays, yeah, which are just horrible because you're like, I didn't study English and I'm studying dentistry, I don't want to write essays. Um, you have like OSCEs and like clinical examinations and they're the types of exams that are really different because you've not really had an experience before that of like a clinical scenario. Um, and in that you can have that kind of academic failure whereby you're doing examinations that are really new to you. You're trying your absolute best to do it right the first time, but sometimes it doesn't quite go right. And there's also something within dentistry where there's a lot of variability with regards to clinical um, application. So you yeah. can have a, you know loads of different tutors. They've got a certain way they like things. If you don't quite hit the mark on the day with the right type of person, you may not pass, even though with someone else you might have. So, you know, do you, do you agree, Robbie? Do you know what I mean? With like the clinical side of dentistry kind of? A hundred percent. And mm. but like, in addition, like people are on different levels and people, you know, get better at, at different rates. Um, I, I think honestly, clinical, clinical um, failures or cl like adjusting to the clinical aspect of dentistry is one of the mm -hmm. biggest kind of things to try and deal with, um, especially in the earlier parts of it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, 100% agree. And diff the different examinations yeah. as well. Um, I also think like as a as a university student, you might have some extracurricular failures. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of us like to be actively involved in other societies or, um, you know, out even outside of university, other hobbies, sports, things like that. Um, and I think it, it, that that can be a common failure for for students in general. Um, mm. And then yeah. maybe as a professional, what, what kind of failures do you think a, a dental professional might experience? I think it's kind of an evolution of failure from dental school a lot of the time. Like as, as, a, as a dentist, you have a lot more responsibility over different people. 
um, whether it's as a manager with regards to, you know, your dental team, the multidisciplinary team, you know, which everyone doing interviews knows that term of Ihana, um, or with patients and doing treatments or trying to provide a particular outlook that may not go the way that you envisage it. I think there's something that I want to just quickly reiterate, or not reiterate, I'll just iterate, um, with regards to being a clinician and failure is if you do things like the perfect textbook way within dentistry and you think it's going to be perfect, a lot of the time it won't be. And you have to take into account there's a lot of patient factors. Like you might do something that's clinically amazing, but a patient looks at it and look, doesn't like it. And, you know, I'd personally classify that as a, as a form of failure because at the end yeah. of the day, our purpose as a dentist is one, to alleviate pain, to alleviate any discomfort, and to be honest, just improve the outlook for the patient. So, yeah, with regards to just to kind of summarize that, failure with regards to treatment whether it's not reaching a patient's expectations or actual just gross you know failure of the work you've done like a filling that's come out a bit mm. too quickly or a veneer that's stained super duper you know early on mm. and you know you've got an upset patient saying you said that these teeth would last me 10 years and they've only lasted two you know um and i think that stuff can be really tough because dentistry is unpredictable um in one you know case like you know caries which is one of the biggest topics within dentistry one of the things that you get introduced to first is still being debated on its you know method of action and um there's just so much variability within dentistry when you start to look into it like there's bound to be a lot of failure um yeah i don't know i i feel like treatment for me i think like treatment's a really big one yeah and like the way you interact with your patients is a big form and um cause of failure within dentistry i would agree with Mm. that um and to add to that i'd possibly say um I don't know whether to classify this as financial failure or business mm. failure, but uh, maybe as a practice owner, you might um, be struggling or you might your practice might not be doing as well as you'd hoped, especially in the earlier years. Um, so that's another possible source of failure, I think, for dental professionals. But yeah, I think um, if I'm honest with you, those those are the main you know types of failures. There there definitely is more, but you know, academic failures, extracurricular uh, treatment failures and business failures. I think those are the most common types of failures. So mm. um, how how can failure impact someone? Yeah, I think failure can impact people in a ma- massive variety of ways. I think the main ways are just sort of your own confidence. I know I keep saying this, but I think people need to really understand this. And I'm just saying this to any applicants in particular. People, you know, you, you come from a really academic background. You're really clever. You've put the work in. You've got into dental school. But you need to start understanding that it's okay to kind of fail. But, you know, in order for you to get through that, you need to understand that just because you fail once, it doesn't mean that everything in the past is negated. You're no longer good. Every work, piece of work that you do is, you know, just just not up to par. But, um, yeah, one, one of the biggest impacts definitely is, is loss of confidence. And from that it lowers your self-esteem and then from that it kind of leads into this upsetting situation whereby people can get really upset and um have a lack of trust in themselves in a way and a lack of trust in their ability to to perform and as a result it just kind of goes in this downward spiral which is why i think it's really important to, mm. to have coping mechanisms which myself and robbie will talk about in a second um but yeah, I think I think the biggest one, in my opinion, is like low self esteem, lack of confidence, and that kind of leads into like imposter syndrome as well, which we've talked about at length, mm. um, where you kind of think I don't really deserve to be here. But again, just to, just a little bit of uh, positivity to anyone that's failed. If you're in dental school, you deserve to be there. Like I just want to make this really clear: no one at any dental school admission is going to pick you if they don't think you're good enough to be there. 
And equally, <laughs> disclaimer, if you don't get into dental school, it doesn't mean you don't deserve to be there. It just means that you need to refine um, a couple of things and, and go again. But yeah, what else, what else do you think kind of? Yeah, impact, Rob? I, I think you've covered the, the points really well. I think also just general feelings, you know, of maybe mm. anxiety, depression, mm. um, helplessness, you know, possibly they may be extremes, but they may also be quite common for a lot of people. Um, also things like embarrassment, yeah. um, feeling angry or a bit sad, you know, think those are maybe a bit more normal um, feelings, you know, yeah. if you if you experience failure. Especially angry. I'd say that's one thing, like mm. sometimes you get frustrated at yourself because I think with exams, it's one of the only op- opportunities where it's like, okay, well, it's, it's, I've put the work in, maybe I didn't do enough or maybe I didn't quite work as hard as I should have. And as a result, I can see that this grade is lower than I wanted and you kind of get upset at yourself. And again, it's all kind of cyclical in the nature of you get really upset. You, you, you know, go down or down with spiral. You don't have trust in your, in yourself, but yeah, it's okay though, because, you know, as you said, failure is part of life and we have a few um, ways to kind of, deal with these things and i think it's also important to understand that you need to have ways to reduce those negative feelings um because Mm. allowing them to manifest and and just grow is a really bad thing like this idea of if you if you have a bad habit if if you start doing something that you know is not a good habit like it's something bad if you continuously do it it just becomes part of your life and it's very hard to get rid of same thing with this if you allow this bad thought to manifest for a long period of time these negative feelings it can be quite hard to reverse so get that help early and and find the right coping mechanisms i want to throw this at robbie how what kind of you know things have you done to help you when you've kind of failed yourself um so i'd say you know just getting in touch with your emotions is is the first thing um you want to be able to give yourself enough time to process um your failure um and you know just be sad if 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 that's how you're feeling you know mm. give yourself that time let your emotions pass um and you know maybe recognizing how bad you feel or how sad you feel or how, how angry you feel can be motivation to kind of pull yourself back up and think to yourself you know i don't want to feel that way again um i i need to kind of figure out where i failed and and go again and and work in the areas that need strengthening that's probably one um the next thing i would probably do is um find a healthy coping strategy so um you know i i want to really put emphasis on healthy um there are some coping strategies that may not be you know healthy for you um you know using i don't know uh substances to kind of help overcome your emotions things like that that's obviously unhealthy but some examples of healthy strategies could be um you know partaking in sports going on walks um talking with friends and family about things um and and you know really taking the time to figure out what your healthy coping strategy from early on is absolutely vital to overcoming you know your emotions and being able to deal with failure but that's just mm-hmm. a couple of things um what about you Faris? Yeah, I think um, for myself, at least, I like to look at it in like a logical way, um, kind of like accept that responsibility, you know, went wrong. Why did it go wrong? That's that's kind of how I think about it. I don't think of it as, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. Like, I shouldn't have done this. Like, I accept, OK, I made a mistake. Maybe I didn't work as hard on this or I didn't study it as well on that. But I look at it as an opportunity to improve. 
Because at the end of the day, if you failed at something, it doesn't mean that you're you know stupid or you're not intelligent or anything. It just means that there was something wrong in your planning. There was something wrong in the system you'd put in place. So instead of worrying about, okay, why am I like this? It's more about, okay, how can I optimize my systems? How can I improve the way that I revise, the way that I work to allow me to prevent this from happening again, basically? Um, so I, I kind of take it on a logical approach where I just look at, okay, cool, this is, you know, I failed, I've made a mistake, or um, this project's not gone as well as I thought, or this exam has not gone as well as I thought. How can I improve next time? What things did I do wrong this time? How can I stop, how can I reduce them or completely eliminate them? And in doing so, how can I improve the things that I also did well? And over time, as you start doing that, you start to improve little by little. Um, but that's obviously doesn't work for all. That's a very like, you know, logical kind of way. And some people don't like that. So one other thing I'd kind of say is um, from like a personal standpoint, don't really care too much about what others think or say, etc. I feel like when you go through a period where you failed something or something's not quite gone right um, and you kind of start comparing yourself to others, it makes you feel a lot worse and yeah. makes the situation a lot worse than it actually is. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I remember, I, I, don't, I might have given this example before, but I remember for a biology exam, my biology A-level, Mm-hmm. I came out of that exam and I still remember it to this day. It was the second paper. I think we had three. It was the second paper. Um, I came out of that exam. I was hearing people talking about answers and I, and I came out thinking I failed that exam. I remember um, like everyone was talking. I got really upset. I was like, hey, that's it. Like it's all over. You know, I'm not getting into dentistry anymore. Um, I still had like three exams to go as well, which was a bit sad. I still had my chemistry, biology and one more psychology mm-hmm. paper. Um, and I remember I was on the train. I literally called my mom. I was like, mom, I, I think that exam has just stopped me from getting into dental school. Um, but yeah, kind of just kind of why this relates to this is I, I tried to separate myself from people that were in that area that were talking about it because it made me feel worse about myself. But in doing that, it allowed me to kind of get over the quote unquote failure. Um, and to be honest, it's funny because I actually did really well in that exam when I got my results and I was like, Oh, okay. I thought I'd failed. But my, the point is just try and try not to care too much about others because at the end of the day, you don't know how others have done. You don't know what the other people's intentions are. They may be making you feel bad for whatever reason, or they might have done really well, but you know, you've done well. You don't need to tell the whole world. It's all right. Um, yeah, just, 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 yeah, just kind of don't care about what others think and don't really pay attention to, to the noise. The only time where I'd listen to what others think is if, you have a like close friends and there's things that you struggled with and you know that your friends can help you with them. Like, mm-hmm. let's say I know like me and Robbie or um, Robbie and I, whatever the English is, sorry to my English teachers. Um, <laughs> let's say myself and Robbie, um, we, we've been revising or I've done an exam and I've t- I messaged Robbie. I'm like, Robbie, I've, I, I flopped on this. Like, I don't really understand this too well. And then Robbie's like, oh, I actually know this quite well. I'll be like, okay, cool. Can you tell me what you did? Can you explain to me like how you went through this X, Y, Z? Because that's someone I can trust and someone I know that, okay, I can talk to my friends and we can kind of um, bounce off each other's strengths and weaknesses. So that, that's kind of one other way to deal with um, yeah. this idea of failure is having a good support network. That's kind of like the next point I was going to say. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, really good points. I really like that. I think I, I would add one little thing. Just don't give up. That's that's like the ultimate mm. piece of advice. Like failure is so normal. Um, you know, maybe it doesn't feel that way because a lot of people don't like talking about it. But mm. a lot of successful people, and we've got a quote later, have experienced failure. And it, it's kind of just like, you know, that nothing nothing comes from quitting you know once you start something um if you quit 
The only thing you'll know is that you didn't finish what you started. That's the only thing that will come from quitting. Always persevere, try your hardest, keep at it um, until you succeed and just keep on improving using the advice that we've given. Um, honestly, I can't emphasize that enough. Just just don't give, give up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So moving on to the next part, um, just talking mm. about, you know, some of our personal experiences. Um, you know, I always like to say the comeback is always greater than the setback. Oof. Please. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so personal experiences of failure. Faris, mm. tell me. Oh, where to start? Um, okay, so this is going to be a funny one because Robbie's going to laugh. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so um i failed the like i say i, I think Rory, even you're gonna agree with this i think probably the easiest exam yeah. in dental school i'm pretty sure you know that you know <laughs> you know the tooth waxing exam yeah i flopped that <laughs> oh wow okay fair enough mm. i don't do you know what i don't agree that that's the easiest exam you know i think i failed the one even easier than that but we'll get on to that later <laughs> um and that that was i have to be honest that was a big wake-up call to me Mm-hmm. Um, not because of anything. I'll be very honest with you guys. Like, tooth acting is not that deep, like in the grand scale of things. Um, shout out to to you know everyone that likes tooth waxing, but it's not that deep. But it was a bit of a wake up call. Not in terms of oh god, you're really bad at tooth waxing, but more like my attitude towards things. Like I was kind of drifting. I wasn't like this was like, I think first year. Yeah. Was it first year? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like have a lot of direction with what I wanted to do. I wasn't really. I was enjoying dentistry like but i wasn't really enjoying uni that much i don't know i liked first year but there were certain times where i kind of couldn't be bothered um which is not the right mindset and this kind of exam like dealing with that failure gave me a big wake-up call because like, okay cool you know you, you, you just failed i know robbie's saying it's not the easy exam but it is one of the easy like one of the easiest exams it definitely is mm-hmm. um and having to do that again was for me i felt extremely embarrassed obviously like it's, you know whatever like that's that's life deal with failure remember remember the coping mechanisms guys <laughs> don't cry um but um yeah it was it was a wake-up call for me and it really made me think okay you need to fix up and stop being so um laid back about things like i still i still have to be honest like, i still feel like i'm a little bit on the laid back side compared to, to a lot of my peers but it definitely put me into a better mindset of okay well you can be laid back but at least do this and have a bit of a structure and have an idea of what you really want to gain out of this degree and gain out of um studying here so yeah, that, that was one experience of failure. I'd say another one, um, and yeah, and kind of with how I dealt with that, as I said, like just kind of, I, I used that logical framework of, okay, cool, why did I fail this exam? What did I do wrong? How can I improve that? What things do I need to deal with? Um, so yeah, another thing I'd say was has been a failure more recently is, um, I'd say probably my YouTube channel, not because of like growth or anything, I'm very happy about that, but because of like my consistency, I'd say with this last year, like mm-hmm. 20, end of 2021, 2022, I've really been inconsistent. And I'd say that's a different type of failure. It's not a failure that's really tied to any sort of um, fundamental, like tangible thing, like a grade or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's more tied to what I think oh. of like my own work ethic in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's, there's a variety of reasons why it's kind of suffered, which I'll probably talk about in a video. But I'd say that's been its own failure in the sense of you know, when you develop a good habits and you get used to something and you've kind of got a good rhythm and then you kind of lose it, it can be very hard to get back onto it. And the way I've kind of dealt with that failure right now is, and, and you know, is, I don't know, you know, that's something that I'm still kind of working on. Um, 
I think it's important to mention that sometimes you've got failures or things that you consider failures that take time to accept and um, find solutions to or find improvements to. And I'm kind of in that transitionary period where I'm trying to see, okay, what do I really want to do? Um, but yeah, with regards to how I'm trying to deal with it, it's just reevaluating what I want to do with my channel, what type of content I want to create, um, how I can integrate it in my life, whereby it's not, you know, taking a significant portion of my time because YouTube is very time consuming. Yeah. Like to edit one video, it's like minimum like five, six hours to edit a video, I'd say minimum. Um, and that's, that's a lot of time, especially when you have dentistry and you have finals. And even though this year has been relatively chill, you know, just, you know, life gets busy, as they say. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's something that I'm currently dealing with um, because failure is, is something that you kind of can classify tangibly by like a grade and everything, but you can also classify by certain goals that you've not necessarily reached. And the way that you kind of have to deal with that is it, ta it takes time, but you just have to look at things from a logical perspective in my eyes and also understand not to be too hard on yourself. Like with the whole YouTube thing, for example, I'm not beating myself up over it, but I am accepting responsibility and understanding, okay, at the end of the day, if you don't, you know, wake up, pick up the camera, record, edit, etc., no one else is going to do it. So you either find a change or keep continuing doing nothing. So yeah, that's, that's that. There you go. Lovely. Um, I really agree with that point that you made about, um, you know, finding the solutions can be time consuming. Like when, when we gave that advice, mm -hmm. kind of figure out where you've gone wrong and how you can improve, that is not a simple or quick process by any means. No. Um, majority of the time it, it does take time. So I do really agree with that. Mm. And, uh, in terms of my own experiences of failure, um, all right, so you know that Oscar we had in first year? Um, yeah, I kind of failed the hand-washing station. So <laughs> I think... we're, just, we're just exposing ourselves on this episode, you know? <laughs> but it's fine because, you know what? You know what? You know what? Loki, I, I, did, I did a revision session with three people the, the, like the day before that exam. And yeah. I was kind of presenting like slides and like going through the steps on how to pass the exam. That, I read that. They all passed and I failed. So when I failed, they were all shocked. They were like, how did you fail that? Like, you taught us everything, blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyways, so, yeah, other, other examples of things that maybe I've had failure with um, perhaps is, you know, university applications, um, mm. applying to job roles, um, applying to societies and stuff. Um, things like that are, are examples of failure. And... You know, the way to kind of, the way I kind of get over those things is I always ask for feedback. Whenever I got, you know, rejected from a, a dental school, mm. rejected from a, a job role, I um, always ask for feedback, like, was it the interview? Was it yeah. my CV? Um, what would you have liked to see in a, in a mm. you know, ideal applicant? Things like that. And kind of take that on board. And I'm, I'm like happy to say that that was, you know, in my earlier kind of years at university where I had these failures. Mm. Um, and now that I've been able to kind of take the feedback and constructive criticism on board, I've been able to improve. And I haven't really experienced that a lot, you know, touch wood, you know, mm. recently. So I think that's just an, an example of how you can really use feedback and, and try yeah. and improve and stuff. So that's my own experience. Um, a bit of an interesting question and a mm. big question. Do you think you've experienced failure more after joining university or before? Oh, failure more. I'd say yes. 
Yeah. I'd say yes, only because I think I've taken more opportunities and more risk at university. Mm. Um, before that, I think even generally before university, people don't like. It's not what else you're doing. Like you're just waking up, playing PlayStation, going to some clubs, like football club, whatever, and that's it. Like I'm just trying to think what else. <laughs> and you study, but once you go to uni, there's a lot. There's a lot of avenues that open up, and I'd say for myself at least. I'd I'd rather take on too much than take on too little. So sometimes when you take on a lot, and you're like you're kind of like you're you're spinning a load of plates at the same time, a few of them fall. Um, and for me, that's that's kind of why I think I've had some more failures at unis because I've just taken on a lot more. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like you kind of have to learn your own limitations. Like we're all humans, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we have our limits, and uh, sometimes you have to push your limits to to see what you can handle. And in doing so, sometimes you have to fail. Um, and I think I think that's that's a healthy thing. I think it's fine. I, yeah. I think it's really important to push yourself. I think it's really important to try and find how much you can go. I, I think you shouldn't do it to a point where you burn out. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're not going to push yourself, no one else will. And if you're not going to push yourself, you won't gain new experiences, new opportunities, and improve as a person. But yeah, just short answer. Yes, definitely. Um, mm. Experience more failure after attending university. What about yourself? Yeah, um, same definitely i think a big reason is is the academic aspect and i think it's the same for perhaps a lot of people that are i always say this but you're coming from like the top of your class at school yeah to university you're in a room with a bunch of really academically talented people and mm. you might not be at the top as as you were at school um so you know it's really common to experience academic failure i think that's the main reason but i also really resonate with with what you said about having too much on your plate perhaps yeah. and, and and things like that so yeah that brings us on to our final question mm. if you had to round off with one big piece of advice for someone who may be experiencing failure or has experienced mm. failure in the past and hasn't quite gotten over it um what what would that piece of advice be Oof. basically a summary of the episode mm. that's true um i'd say Two two main pieces mixed into one, which is um, like kind of take a step back and you know evaluate what what went wrong in a sense. So really try and have like a logical aspect, and also have a good support network. Um, I think I kind of mentioned this a little bit, but just having good people around you is really important when you when you're dealing with problems. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're telling them exactly, oh, I failed at this. What do I do? It's more just having people there, so you kind of feel like okay. You know, I can get through this. This is a normal part of life, and also understanding that it's a normal part of life. But yeah, it's it's, it's tough. It's tough. You know, like, I thought I'd be able to answer that really easily, but I think mm. because failure is so varied, it's mm. really difficult to give one like piece of advice. But for me, I just trying to think about myself. Just I just like to break things down logically, but I do know that a lot of people don't like that at all because it just adds more stress because it feels like oh, I'm doing more work. I'm already stressed about failing, so I'm just trying to think other things is is again just more like a, your own personal acceptance of it so just understand it this is a normal part of life failure happens even if you feel like it's catastrophic and it's the end of the world i'll tell you now if you fail every single thing you ever do until the age of 30 you'll still probably be okay like this is how i think because if you actually think about like life in general you can keep failing as long as you're learning from your failures over time you'll improve like mm. absolutely um well that's my philosophy at least that's why i just like i think i'm just gonna do everything i can before 30 just take a load of risks pray for the best and then after i can kind of deal with uh with the, with the consequences but yeah that, that's it i think it's more about your own personal attitude of acceptance and also having mechanisms whereby you try and improve from the failures that you may be um, experiencing but yeah what do you think robbie 
I would uh, first of all agree with that, and secondly, my own pers a piece of advice would be um, it would be don't treat failure as the end of the world. Try and I know it sounds mm. really difficult and really counterintuitive, but take it as a kind of opportunity to improve yourself. Treat it like that. Um, that will help you know all those negative emotions that typically come with failure. And it will allow you to grow as a person. Um, amongst that as well, you really want to be able to identify where you've gone wrong and, and how you can improve. So that's my biggest piece of advice or take home message from the episode. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. We've got a little yeah. quote um, nice from the famous Michael Jordan, basketball Oof. player. Um, so he says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 mm. times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. Um, I've failed over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Jeez. So it goes to show, like, these are game-winning shots, like, really important things that mm. he's failed at, and he's still become one of them. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry about your little uh, tooth vaccine exams. <laughs> yeah. You'll be okay. <laughs> but, nice. uh, yeah, that's just for anyone that's that needed to hear that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So thank you guys for listening to the You Know The Draw podcast. Mm. And to find out more about dentistry, the application process, and stay up to date with the podcast, make sure you follow us at You Know The Draw podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and at Faris Dent for all your dental needs. Thanks for listening. Peace out.